right. Welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brother Sportscast. Real talk, real fans. We bring you Michigan football each and every week. I'm Caleb, and with me as always is Craig. And it's that week. Big, big week. Yes, it is Michigan State week. It's hate week. It's kind of whatever you want to call it. I should do it like a live from East Lansing, Craig's reporting. Yeah, good luck with that. Don't get killed. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm kind of pretty much in the heart of it. I'm only like 10 minutes away from 10, 12 minutes away from campus. So, yeah. Yeah, are you no, are you going Saturday? No, I probably won't won't be, which is stinks, but um yeah, I probably won't be. I got something planned, so but uh I did well, it was interesting today because the company I work for, we do a lot of garments and we do stuff for Michigan State. Uh, and they had a huge, like, this, I guess you want to say a, a part of the store inside the Marriott downtown, East Lansing, right across from uh, the campus where all the eating places are. And, and they had me go there to check it out. And it was a really nice store, but it was all plastered Michigan State. Shocker. Yeah, man. It was like burned up going in there. Really. Then I had somebody ask me, are you going to buy stuff today? And I go, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, no way, man. Are you nuts? And then somebody next to me goes, no, he's all Michigan. <laughs> so Somebody yeah. at your work doesn't know you. Yeah, I know, man. It's, uh, I tell you, it's weird. It's a weird feeling just knowing, you know, you've got some of your artwork hanging up or a few of it and then people are buying it and you're a Michigan fan. So yeah, it's not, this ain't a fun week, man. So you're basically saying you make garbage artwork. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I almost want to put a little block M somewhere in the design. You just got to look for it. Like a where's Waldo. Yeah. Well, uh, for those of you who don't know the backstory, I know a lot of you do and everything. Craig and I, the reason Craig and I know each other is because we work together. Um, Craig is still at the, same job. I've been a couple different places. Uh, but yeah, a lot of college apparel. And I think I sold you this, Craig. That, mm-hmm. um, uh, well, uh, the, do you guys still do the contract with OSU? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, that was the big thing right before I got hired there was that they got a exclusive contract or something, something, whatever, whatever, with Ohio State. Yeah. And so I am a Michigan fan, living in the East Lansing area, doing Ohio State stuff. Yeah, basically working yeah. for Ohio State. So good job, good job. <laughs> um, but no, the thing that I always said that I wanted to do with uh, Ohio State stuff was they use trademark a lot. Because you can either do the registered uh, mark or the trademark. Right. And I always wanted to do the trademark oh. um, and put the block M for the M of the trademark. <laughs> Nice. So you got a T and then an M. Yeah. Block. Just put a little serifs on the end of them, right? Yeah. Just a little, and then yeah. you're good. Yeah. So when Ohio State does uh, Hate Week and whatever, or whatever they want to do, and they block out all the M's, yeah, they never take out the trademark. So yeah. you can always give them crap for that if anybody yeah, wants so you to. Missed a, you missed an M. Yeah. <laughs> all the Ohio State people miss an M. Always. Yep. Always. So it just looks stupid. Yeah. I know. <laughs> 
So, so yeah, it's uh, it, it, and it's funny because my across my I've told tell people in my neighborhood there's a neighbor right across the street that actually not only does he have a blow up Sparty that he puts in it faces it right at my front door, he's also got one of the he has a sculpture of Sparty, like the wood he has a wooden one though. Can you believe that? Yeah, <laughs> in his front yard, and it's got a Sparty like uh, he puts a jersey on it, and it's facing out. And yeah, it's I'll try to take a picture of it and send it via social media. It's pretty funny. So I saw the picture of the blow up Sparty yeah. thing. Yeah, and the, yeah, he has a sculpture. I'll try to. But the funny thing is, it's actually it looks like it's cut off at the knees, so it's not too high. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I don't know who carved it for him, some chainsaw guy, but yeah, it's pretty, yeah, it's not too fun around here. It's not. Yeah, I can only imagine. Uh, no, I'm, on Saturday. That's the only time it can be fun. So It's not so bad. I mean, obviously, I'm not in Lansing, so it's not so bad, but I must say, I think there are more state fans around here than Michigan fans, which gets yeah. really annoying, so, right. but. Before before we get talking about, I mean, we've we've already talked about a lot, so we're already kind of like uh, knee deep in it. But um, Craig, did you get uh, did you know ready for this week? Yeah, little rando rando yeah. facto. Yep, I do. So this week, um, one one thing about me is I'm a huge Godzilla fan. I have been since I was a kid, and I actually collect a lot of Godzilla stuff and sci-fi horror back in the '50s and '60s, which is my one of my passions i love it um anything movies posters things like that and i just dig it even how bad they are and the special effects stink and the acting stinks it's even better but one thing is about godzilla i love godzilla I watch all the movies when it's on but did you know during godzilla's rampage when he destroys there's a theater that he destroys called the toho theater the fans watching that movie back in 1954 actually thought Godzilla was attacking the theater while they were watching. <laughs> you believe that? Oh my gosh! That's all, awesome. rubber, all rubber suits and everything. These people actually thought he was attacking the realistic. <laughs> wow! Special effects. Yeah, I know. That's like uh, what was the world? The worlds had something like yeah. that, right? Yeah, they actually, yeah, they had a, a broadcast over the radio, and they thought it was real. So, you know, I could see the realistic of being a broadcasting it, but seeing a guy in a in a rubber suit <laughs> swatting toy yeah. planes and stuff, yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty funny. I, I've always wondered, you know, what it would be like to go, uh, I don't know, like a hundred years ago or when TV first came out. So it wouldn't be so much of a shock right. and put them in a movie theater and show them like a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. They go like well, explosions and fire. Yeah. And this is real. This stuff's real. <laughs> right. They would get, it, they would be so freaked out. They actually have cars that transform into robots. It's gotta be real. No, no, not real. <laughs> Oh, nice. Awesome. Well, did you know? Yeah, so I, I still don't. It was my goal to try to have a soundbite for this one, but I had a huge deadline this week. It's done. It's passed. It finished today. So I'm hoping that I can make more progress on doing a few things for the show for next week and getting that soundbite, like I said. But thank you for that. There was your. That's your week. 
Well, we do it twice a week, but that's one of your weekly Did You Know brought to you by Craig and yep. Godzilla. And Godzilla, right. So now the real monster of the week yeah. is the game this coming Saturday. Uh, everybody's aware of it. Everybody's ready for it. Everybody knows knows it's coming, knows it's happening. It's um, It's a ranked matchup. Noon, number six, Michigan, going into East Lansing to face 24, Michigan State. Uh, Michigan at six and one, and then Michigan State at four and two. Yeah. So it's, um, it's, uh, there's a lot of talk this week, as is every year. And so, and now, before we kind of go into the matchup and everything, and right after this, we'll probably do the voicemails because I like doing those earlier rather than later. Your thoughts, Craig, just from an overall perspective, people using a lot of different words like confident, nervous, um, skeptical, um, uh, I, I don't know. Like, what yeah. would you, how would you explain how you feel right now going into this weekend as you, Craig, the fan? <laughs> well, you know, it, you know, it, like you said, I heard, you know, I've seen a lot of people say they're nervous and you always got to take Michigan State seriously, which you do. You really do. No, no doubt. Um, but, you know, I, this is interesting because we're actually going back to the question way before then, before the season started, where I said, what game before during the season is most important? Remember that question I asked? I said, is it what rivalry game? And I thought Penn, I thought Michigan State rivalry game is probably bigger than OSU's game. And, you know, and you're, you know, obviously we know the game is Michigan's against uh, Ohio State, but. I kind of said Michigan against Michigan State. Now, now that I see how the records are going and things are playing out, I would actually kind of <laughs> I'm going to retract that and say probably the Michigan Ohio State game is more important. Probably because the very fact is, let me just throw out and say if Michigan loses at Michigan State, they still have a chance to win the Big Ten. Now, if we go all the way down. And, and sweep and we lose against Ohio State, do we still have a chance? Possibly. But I think the odds of it being us going to the Big Ten Championship are very low. So that made me change my mind just based on the fact that Michigan State has two losses. So do I think this is a big game? It's a huge game. Not as important as I thought it would be, but this is a really, really big game just, just based on the fact is Harbaugh's got to get this win. He's got to get this win only because – we're talking about Michigan State, who doesn't have the talent that Michigan does. Uh, I don't think Michigan State has the coaching and all that. You know, I know they have D'Antonio. He's a good coach. Uh, I just don't think uh, they have the team right now. Michigan State's not playing as hot as they used to because Utah State played them really well. They barely won against uh, Penn State, a real key win. Um, they lost to Arizona State and they lost to uh, Northwestern, so they're beatable. My problem is, is Michigan State always loves to play Michigan. In fact, if you go to the game, I'm gonna ask fans who are gonna be at the game. 
I need you to watch the sidelines. Watch Michigan State players versus the Michigan players. And you'll see a pretty much a big difference. Michigan State players are always jumping up and they're on fire. And you watch Michigan players, they're not jumping, they're not doing anything. That's what troubles me when Michigan plays. I want to see Michigan players jumping and excited to beat this team. And if we don't match that, that's what worries me. I think Michigan at this point, to me, I think on all levels, except maybe kicker, <laughs> not kicker, Nordine, come on, man. Um, Michigan matches up or even better than Michigan State on all levels, offense, defense, and everything. But preparation. You you talked about, and it was a great point you made about preparation. Michigan weren't prepared for to play Notre Dame. They were prepared to play football, but not Notre Dame. And that's where I worry about with Michigan. It seems like they play Michigan State, but they're not prepared to play Coach D'Antonio on Michigan State at times. I think they kind of overlook them or things like that. That will be the only reason why I think Michigan will lose this game. So that's my thoughts. Okay, yeah. Um, great information. What, though, what, what one word or like two or three words would you use to explain how you feel? You said it a bit. Are you yeah. are you going with worried or I'm worried? I'm not worried. No. Okay. No. I'm not worried. What no. what word slash couple words would you say if if you had to say this is how I feel about this game? This I feel I feel I feel confident. Yeah, I feel pretty confident just based on how Michigan's been playing. You know, and I know they don't play the best on the road. But I think Michigan's a different team. I think they're a different uh, team this year. They act like it. They seem like it. they got better leadership. And I'm pretty confident. So I'll say I'm pretty confident. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. So we're going with pretty confident. Okay. Right. Right. All right. All right. If if I had to uh, say something, it, it'd be the, along the lines of confident. I, I don't have, like, any kind of flashy word or anything. But um, – Maybe I, I mean, if you want to use a different word, comfortable. I right. feel comfortable going into this weekend. That's a um, good word, right? So, um, I, uh, it's that the uh, this is a complete, and you said a lot of great things, and so kind of following up with what you said, this is a different team, and we've we've seen it, especially a lot with the offensive line, the culture of the offensive line, even like the culture of the team is different. Um, because they they do seem to be taking it more one game at a time, but they still are like out to prove things. Like last year, uh, now of course it may be because of how poorly things went last year, and it was an eight and five season. Um, but it's I, I'm not I will not use. I'm going to say this here, but I'm not using it to explain their situation. The whole idea of a chip on their shoulder. It's more of like a grudge. I mean, Chase Winovich talked about the revenge tour and everything like these. I feel like they're more vested into things this year. Right. Um, and it, it, well, even as you said, you know, when you watch them on the sideline, it doesn't seem like they're really into it a whole lot. Um, right. You see and you've heard them talk about oh, we're going out there and we're making sure that we have fun and different things like that. So it seems more 
you know, uh, I don't want to say laid back, but, you know, they're serious about it, but they're also loose about it. Right. And, and, and you think that's probably because that's a huge win. That's a huge win confidence on, on Michigan's part to beat Wisconsin and to beat them that badly. That's, I think, did something for this team morale-wise. Like, wow, we actually have a shot at this. They're talking about us again, you know. We're winning, we're scoring, um, things like that. I think this is huge for Michigan's confidence. Yeah, no, I do too. So, yeah, I think comfortable would be uh, a good word that I would choose to use with that. Um, I mean, I am confident. I I don't really want to use any the the word or the idea of worried, really, but. Um, it's well, just, we're, yeah, we're not saying guarantee either. You know what I mean? We're not sitting there saying, I guarantee Michigan's going to win. Yeah. Saying well, that either. Uh, well, no, I, I, as you said, too, um, everything kind of points to Michigan. You right. You know, advantage Michigan and everything like that. Um, but I saw somebody, and I haven't checked it since, but I saw somebody on social media saying that it looks like it might be rainy on Saturday uh, not necessarily expected to be as insane as last year was, um, but that might be a wet day, which Michigan never really seems to do well whenever the weather doesn't uh, hold up well in any game, but especially rivalry games. Um, but then uh, also just the fluky, dumb things that happen in big games for Michigan that sometimes are their fault, sometimes not. Like fourth and one or a bad punt snap or a tipped pass that get, turns into an interception. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I mean, basically, for the past decade, it seems like if anything's going to go wrong, it's going to go wrong for Michigan. Right. So right. that doesn't worry me, but it's lingering. You know, right. I, feel, I feel comfortable going into this game. But being, I mean, just being, being a fan and everything, uh, for as long as both of us have been fans, and especially with recent history and everything, it, it just lingers. I, I feel like they're going to win. We'll go into depth more about it and everything. I feel like they're going to win. I'm comfortable and confident they're going to win. But it's just all those dumb things. It's almost like basically it's kind of trained you to be prepared for it. Right. Like when it happens, it, it, if if it were to happen, you're just kind of like, oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, you see it and you go, there you go. Yeah, botch punt. Right. And things like that. Tip pass for, you know, anything, a fumble here, a, you know, bad call here. They could, uh, their momentum changers, things like that. Yeah, I know. I, and it's in the back of your head, everyone's head. And I don't know why anybody wouldn't think that wouldn't be in the back of their head because it has to be, you know, just based on like you're talking about the recent history of Michigan, Michigan State and um, and that anything can happen. So. Yeah, so that that's just there, but that's that's just worth mentioning. That's not really something that I'm gonna discuss too long. But before we go too far, like I said, we do have voicemail. I want to make sure to get to that because if I don't now, I'll forget and it'll be at the very end, and that's not when I want to play the voicemail. So here, let's get our voicemail in and uh, make sure we cover here. So, Mister Mister. Uh, Stephen Brown here, uh, Mr. Durrell at 1980, or something like that. I don't know. At Mr. Durrell, whatever it is. Michigan State week. Um, 
I'm gonna be real with you. I know Penn State, you know, is not that good. Their biggest loss actually wasn't Saquon Barkley was the offensive coordinator. With that being said, Michigan State did beat them 19 to 14. Michigan State has its number one rush defense, even though they hadn't played a team that rushes a lot. Michigan State is susceptible through the air. Um, you know, it's a lot. I'm just gonna keep it real. Like John O'Connor was a garbage quarterback. Uh, it was raining last year, but it was raining for both teams. It, it wasn't just raining when Michigan took the field. Um, things have changed. Drevno's not there. That's a key. Um, Shea Patterson and McCaffrey are both good quarterbacks. That's a key. Uh, the running back situation is better. That's a key. The depth and the experience is better. That's a key. All that being said, in East Lansing, and I think it's going to be somewhat reminiscent of 2016 just without the uh, Michigan State Spartans mounting a comeback. I think when Michigan gets their feet on the throat of the the Spartans, they're going to just pour it on. They're not going to play conservative. They're not going to play not to lose. They're going to really play to dominate. Not to not to win. They're going to play to dominate. That's what I think. Um, the play calling is not going to be um, conservative. They're going to take some shots because they have the talent and they have the, the quarterback to do so now. Uh, Zach Gentry is going to play a huge role in this game, and so is um, – Donovan Peoples-Jones, I don't know if Tariq will be back, but they have enough wide receivers to make plays. But watch out for Zach Gentry. He's going to be really key in this game. They have nobody who can guard him. Uh, Michigan State, there are just too many disadvantages, man. Like, normally people say, well, I'm just so nervous, man. I'm, I'm back to the days where I wasn't nervous. Like, this was a guaranteed win. That's what, that's my mindset. This is it. I mean, that's how I feel. I'm not nervous at all. Some Michigan fans who will remain nameless and, and who need to at me on Twitter instead of, trying to throw shots at me subliminally. Go Blue Chick and Darren Bennett, just to name names, uh, next time at me. But uh, I'm not nervous like them. I'm I'm more confident. Yeah, Michigan wins by 14 at least, man. They're just better, far superior. They're being quiet. They're being conservative. They're going about their business. So expect this week to be uh, – uh, this weekend to be bad for Michigan State fans. And Mike Valenci and Rico Beard and all those other guys, they can't retweet us in the, in the summer like most of those fans do. So y'all can be scared if you want to. Not this weekend. It's all Michigan, baby. Top four next week, AP poll, I'm calling it. Because Clemson's probably going to lose. Go Blue, man. Sorry, Sporty. Not this year. All right, Steven, thank you for your call. As always, appreciate it. That's confidence, man. Yeah, no, I really like what he said there. Uh, I want to make sure it's – uh, play to dominate. Right. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. Uh, I really like that uh, expressing it that way. So, yeah, yeah. A, a lot of yeah. – oh, go ahead. Uh, just yeah, the confidence. confidence, yeah. It's, <clears throat> you know, having Michigan play up to wanting to beat this team, you know, and they need to go, hey, you know what, we're getting tired of Sparty, like you were talking about getting all the little – some of the lucky things that – happened to Michigan. I mean, really, in a way, Harbaugh should be two games with uh, Coach D'Antonio just because of that batch punt. And that was just very fluky and weird. And like you were talking about, just one of those things you just never can believe. And I think it's what's been two years since that, but two or three years. But, um, yeah, I mean, like you were saying, Michigan and all those things that we talked about dominate and can win this game. And it all comes down to, I think, preparation. Are you going to be prepared to match uh, the fire that Michigan State's going to come out? 
Yeah. Well, th- this it, it brings up another interesting thing though too is that Michigan State fans, um, and also the players, uh, but Michigan State fans are very cocky, very confident very. for their team. Um, having won two of the last three, sure, but one was by a fluke play. They yep. still won the game. I'm not coming out at all and saying that they didn't win, right. um, but they won on a fluke play, mm-hmm. and then the other one they won by four points in yeah. bad yes. weather conditions. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, which I'm, and again, that's uh, you know both teams yeah. played in the same weather, so I'm not saying that they. Um, that they didn't win that one either, but it's just like, yeah, okay, you guys won, but both of your wins were in unique circumstances. Yeah. And you guys are super cocky about it because they don't care. Like, they could care less. If they could honestly, uh, and this is for a huge amount of the safe fans, not all the safe fans, a huge amount of the safe fans, like I would almost bet like 90% of them the refs could come out and absolutely destroy the uh, the uh, officiating, like obvious bias, and and cause Michigan State to win, and they could not care less. Right. Oh but yeah. It could be the most rigged thing ever, and they'd be like, "Oh, we beat Michigan," oh, and then we and, ball, right. <laughs> yeah, like everybody, like everyone in college football outside of the Michigan State fan base could be like, "Dude." That game was so rigged, and there is no way that Michigan State should have won that game. It was so bad. A ton of Michigan State fans would be like, ha, ha, we beat Michigan. <laughs> they could literally walk up to Shea Patterson and punch him in the face, and they wouldn't get a call, and they'd be like, well, we won. I mean, right. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And, and you know, and I like what uh, Darren said. He said um, that Michigan's laying low. And I think he's right. I think they're kind of laying low. Harbaugh, the players aren't aren't jarring as much as they used to, like last year. Um, I think they're really, really laying low, and you're seeing a lot of jarring from the state fans. But um, you know, Michigan fans do that too. It's just every year they do that, but uh, not this year. And that's what I like. I like to see that just ready to play. It looks like they got their game face on. I think, you know. I, to me, I think the leader of this team is Winovich. I think Winovich is like, we got to get this. We got to be have fun. Like you're talking about, we need to have fun playing. And I haven't think I don't think Michigan's had fun playing Michigan State in a long time. Even though they know they can beat them, is they got to have fun, enjoy, like putting your foot on people's throats and beating them that bad. Have fun doing it. Oh yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I th- yeah. I think. Yeah, you're right that he is a big part of it and everything. And yeah, that's part of the factor. And I mentioned before, it's like play loose, like be focused, play hard, you know, do your job, but also play loose. And I don't know that they've really had that attitude mentality before. Right. So, yeah, yeah it was, um, it's, I don't know. You could say so much about the fan base and everything, but um, actually something I kind of want to bring up uh, because I saw this and I thought it was kind of weird. Did you see the article that went out? I don't know if it was today that said um, 
you should root for Michigan to beat Michigan State, even if you're a Michigan State fan. Yeah, I think I went grazed by a headline or something like that, and I wanted to actually read it. I didn't get a chance to. What did it say? You know, dude, blows my mind. I honestly feel like it was written by someone who does not know sports, does not watch sports, and certainly has no understanding whatsoever of rivalries. Because <laughs> you know, the only thing it was focused on, based on, was the idea of a team from the state of Michigan being able to go into the college football playoff. <laughs> like basically that's what the whole thing is based around. And I'm just like, dude, you have no understanding of rivalries because rivalries don't care about any of that. Like they could care a whole lot less if uh, the other team right. does well, like the other team could be winless Right. And they'd still want to beat them. The other team could be undefeated, and they would still want to beat them. And it, like, it just, I, and I even tweeted out about it. But that uh, classic uh, GIF from Billy Madison. Oh yeah. Wait, what's we're Billy Madison? We're right, dumber for reading this. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I, I was yeah. speechless after I read that. Where it's I was like just Ohio like, State going into the playoffs. And then someone's saying, look, I root for all Big Ten, and I want Ohio State, State to win. I'll go, no. No, no, this isn't even – that's this not even this bad. This would be like if we got to um, Michigan-Ohio State game and Michigan is sitting there at like eight wins, nine wins, can't get into the playoff. Unless you beat Ohio State. And Ohio State could if they beat Michigan, and they're like, you should root for Ohio State so that a Big Ten team can get into the college football playoff. This right. is that level of stupid. Right. <laughs> and yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna like. I. I honestly feel like it was clickbait stuff because I don't know that this writer writes that much about college sports, anyways. So I was just kind of. And then also, this goes to show how unfamiliar with college sports this person was because Mm -hmm. they were talking about yes michigan is a national brand but it's fading right that's that's almost quoting it that he said the michigan brand is fading because harbaugh the the hype around harbaugh arriving is wearing off and things like that and i'm just like dude you realize how dumb this statement is because yeah. Michigan yeah. is one of the biggest, best brands. Oh, uh, and it's yeah. not going away because of Harbaugh. Like no. it's not going anywhere for a long time because the alumni is just growing. The fan base is just continually growing. Do you not understand what a brand is? brand doesn't isn't dictated just by wins and losses brands. Brand is a school, like, is more than football. Yeah, some, it's practically, for some schools, it's only football, practically. Like, some of those SEC schools, like, all you think of is football and you can't think of anything else that's related to them. Michigan is football. Michigan is basketball. Michigan is education. Michigan is the uh, the hospital. Michigan is uh, science. Michigan is academics. Michigan is, I mean, you do that. The Every home game you go to and you watch that intro video, you see all the people related to Michigan, and it's everywhere. Yeah. 
Well, Michigan is similar to Texas in a lot of ways. There's a lot of people say, man, Texas have been playing really, really bad. They haven't won very much at all in the last, what, five, six, seven years. Yeah, they have stunk. But if you ask anybody, any coach out there, any reporter, any sports reporter and said, what's the number one job? If you could have a coach, the number one job in the country at college football level, who would it be? A lot of people say, well, it's got to be Alabama. I'm like, nope, it's not. <laughs> it's Texas because they have their own network. They got their own. They got the biggest uh, player uh, recruiting area in Texas. They got so much money ro- rolling into that place. It's a brand and it's a huge college and they haven't been playing well at all. But everybody wants that job just because based on what all the um, revenue they bring in. Uh, the, uh, they have their own you know, network. They got so much things coming into that program, and yet they're they're having bad seasons. So, yeah, you're right. Michigan will always be at the top. And they're never going to go away. It has nothing to do with that. So Michigan fading is just a joke to me. I don't even want to hear it. Um, yeah, no, yeah. it was – it completely – Blue, like I just, it no, made me laugh. So, no, so yeah, that that gives you context for this this article. So, wow, yeah. So well, don't don't up. don't waste your time with it. Um, I wouldn't say anybody needs to read it. Don't waste your time with it. Chances are, it's just clickbait. I felt like I fell for clickbait. So, yeah, yeah it could have been some young kid. Uh, no, I don't think it was a young kid. I mean, like it was re- writing for a, a credible news group, and oh, well. it did not look like uh, a kid. But yeah, interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, you know, crazy things, right? So. Yep. Um, but let's get into kind of. <sighs> I don't know. I I don't necessarily want to go down the line and say, uh, you know, who who do you think has the advantage? I mean, we both kind of already covered it. We think Michigan covers mostly uh, most of the advantage. Um, right. Right. So it's, I mean, not downplaying, not really downplaying Michigan State, but I mean, that's just what it is. I mean, you, you look at it and all the advantage points pr- basically point to Michigan. Um, but, I guess one thing, a uh, uh, way that I'll start kind of some of those questions is, where do you think, because Michigan State will obviously do something better than everything else. What do you think their strongest success is going to be on Saturday? Like offense, defense, passing, rushing, uh, special teams, like like play calling, What uh, thoughts? Um. I will say this, and um, one of the things that Michigan State does well, and you just get ready for it, is they're going to use the same game plan as they use for Penn State. Um, and what did Michigan State do really, really well during that game? Um, well, they pressured probably coming into the season, the beginning of the season, was McSorley is being one of the Heisman candidates. That's how good McSorley is and how much they thought about him. Um, he's a winner. McSorley's a winner. Everybody knows that. And all they did was pressure him. And they could. he had 
he didn't have much time to throw, and that's what Michigan State did in the second quarter. They pressured McSorley, and I think that's what the thing that Michigan State does well is they have a pretty good, they have a really good defensive line. Um, they're uh, believe they're one of the top in the country at rush, the pass rush, um, and they stopped the the I'm, I'm sorry the rushing uh, offenses on other teams, uh, and that's what you're going to see Michigan State do is they pressure McSorley in that whole game. And he couldn't get anything going and score. So um, Michigan State does that well. And one of the things is is Lewerke getting out of the pocket and running and getting uh, those yards, you know, those tricky yards. He did that last year with us. He got that touchdown. He was able to sneak through in the middle and got that touchdown. And Lewerke's like that. He's he's pretty smooth smooth when he runs. Not a bad passer, but. His connection from uh, Lewerke throwing to Felton is where I worry about. Felton is a really good receiver. He's, he's pretty tall. Uh, whoever's going to be on him, and if it's man-to-man, is going to have a tough time. So basically Michigan's, Michigan's got to you know, pressure uh, Lewerke as much as they can. So, But, yeah, I think I worry about the Michigan's defense just uh, pressuring Shea Patterson. And Shea Patterson does a good job of getting out of the pocket um, and running and throwing. I think he's better in McSorley when he does that. But that's the key is can Shea be successful when Michigan State's pressuring him? So greatest success for Michigan State? Yeah, it's uh, probably defense. Yeah. Okay. It's it's probably pressuring uh, Shea into our offensive line or offense and Shea getting into uh, turnovers, you know, uh, stopping him from getting a first down and things like that. So, yeah, no, it, definitely. I do uh, concur that the Michigan defense has a lot going for it. Um, some numbers to share here since we're on, on the topic um, for on the defensive side of things, uh, total defense, Michigan is number two, Michigan stays 37 nationally. Um mm-hmm. Rush defense, Michigan State comes in at number one. Michigan is number 15. Um, Passing defense, Michigan is number one. But then this is where Michigan State drops because they are 118th. Yeah, they're not very good. Right. Yeah, um, their rush defense is what's keeping them up there. I mean, that is like almost as far as possible – from one end to the other, you can go. Yeah, well, they stopped, um, you know, they stopped Penn State's running game. I mean, they did a good job, and they relied on McSorley, and they pressured him. So, and and that's, Michigan State did that pretty well. Yeah. Um, for the offensive side of things, though, um, for the, uh, Michigan comes in with the 28th ranked, uh, rushing offense, uh, Michigan State, 115. Uh, but then the passing offense, Michigan State is 34th, while Michigan is 94th. So, I mean, you you want to say, oh, hey, maybe their other greatest success will be their passing game. But then you look at Michigan's success, especially the fact that they bring in the number one passing uh, defense, but then you also look at uh, Lewerke, who comes in with eight touchdowns and seven interceptions. 
yeah, not good. Yeah. yeah. So that, um, I mean, of course, I'm not saying because you could obviously flip that and be like, well, Michigan State's greatest strength is their rushing defense, and even though Michigan is better at the rushing offense than their passing offense, uh, you know, they'll they'll do poorly. Blah blah. Yeah, but we don't have a ton of turnovers because of our rushing offense. Right. I'll right. say that. I'll say that much. So. Well, I mean, Michigan State's not going to want. They're not going to. And this is what I, you know, if you want to say a worry about is, is Michigan State is going to want to keep Shea Patterson within the pocket to throw the ball. That's what he, they're going to want to do. They don't want him running out and rolling out of the pocket with ease. And then, like you're talking about, getting that 81-yard um, yeah. rush. He doesn't want – they want him getting big yardage with, with his feet. They want him to contain him, put him in the pocket – and have him throw from the pocket. They did that with McSorley. That's exactly what they did because actually McSorley does a pretty good job of getting extra yards too uh, with his feet when nothing's open. They're going to do exactly the same thing with Shea. Yeah, but I'll say this, though, too, is that I feel like Michigan State's uh, passing offense is so high partially because they have to use the passing offense. Part of the reason why I think Michigan's passing offense is a little bit lower is because they've had big leads and they've basically tried to run the clock out. I mean, you saw it, uh, especially with the Nebraska game. Um, You saw it with the Western Michigan game. So, I mean, it was at one point just kind of like, hey, just run the ball like, you know, we're going to end this game. Right. Michigan State hasn't been as – in as many of those situations as Michigan has. And to add on to about talking the pa- about the passing game um, and how I mentioned Lewerke has seven interceptions mm-hmm. uh, this season in six games. Mm-hmm. Seven interceptions, six games. Uh, Shea Patterson only has three in seven games. So right. we're taking stats from Michigan State where they've played one less game than Michigan has. And uh, Shea, and so this this shows you a little bit about the offensive line, because especially too, since Michigan played a very credible opponent in uh, Notre Dame at the beginning, but also a good uh, team in Wisconsin. Shea has is sitting with being sacked ten times so far this season in seven games. Right. Brian Lewerke has been sacked fourteen times in six games. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. yeah. So. You can get to them and just rattle them. That's what you want to do. Yeah, all these kind of things where it's just like, yeah, you know, maybe overall you see the stuff with Michigan State, uh, you know, number one rushing defense. <clears throat> and it's been uh, the running game for Michigan has been great and everything, but, you know, this this year's different. You know, we already talked about that. This year's different. Michigan yeah. doesn't have to rely on one thing. Like, um, right. uh, last year was a mess. Uh, I mean, um, uh, I think Steven brought up John O'Corn and everything. And, uh, you know, it, and we'd say that, especially with the Ohio state game, but also the Michigan state game, you know, like we, we struggled so much with the offensive line and a ton with, uh, going between three different quarterbacks last year. So the quarterback position was messed up. We're not having to wor- uh, deal with that so far this year. Also, we have an extremely capable backup in uh, McCaffrey and the offensive line is like night and day 
and they just keep progressing week week in and week out. So, I mean, yeah, that's a good point. You brought up the offensive line and progressing, and one of the parts that I think they're progressing at is at the pass uh, and and pass blocking. That's huge because if you look at you just brought up the numbers with Michigan State. Um, Michigan State is not very good whatsoever when it comes to uh, uh, passing offenses. And Michigan or Michigan State gives up a, to- a ton of yards when it comes to that. I think they're way over like what, like 250 or somewhere around that area of giving in and the passing. They're great with the ground, with rushing. If you can rush on, you know, they're good at stopping the run. But if you can pass on them, man, that's huge. And you were saying that's a big deal if you can get uh, the, the receivers get separation. Uh, Darren bringing up uh, uh, Stephen bringing up. I'm sorry, uh, bringing up. Uh, uh, Gentry, which is huge, you know, guys six foot seven. I think that might be good for tight ends and Eubanks and things like that. But um, yeah, you're right. Uh, I think Michigan's going to come into this game and look at some of the things that Michigan State struggles with, and I think a lot of it has to do with uh, passing the ball. So. Yeah, no, I agree, and yeah, it's. I I mean, man, I mean, this is the thing that you worry about. Or what do you worry about with Michigan State? What is the one thing that you that you're a little concerned about? What I'm concerned about with Michigan? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, well, well, a lot. I mean, previous year, uh, you know, we've talked about it where luck and uh, um, mm. comes into it, and then also the their trick trick plays, and you know that's coming. Oh yeah, but that's. You know a, it- <laughs> but they used they used a lot last week, and not to say oh now they have no trick plays, but Michigan's already ready for it. And honestly, I think they used maybe their best um, trick play, and it was well, it wouldn't even necessarily be a trick play, but just uh, best play. And it, I feel like they could have pulled it against Michigan, and it could have hurt Michigan. But that touchdown play that they did to win the game against Penn State, did you watch that? Yeah, right. I mean, that was a really good play. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like 99 out of 100 times, nobody's thinking of taking that kind of approach. Like, everybody's always like, get it to, get it to the end zone. And they deliberately throw it a couple yards short of the end zone where the receiver comes back to it. The defender is off balance, and then the receiver cuts inside to go to the end zone. You know, I mean, yeah. Defensively speaking, you you don't you don't think you don't prepare for that. You don't. It's not really you're not conscious of it really. And right. um and so now Michigan knows that, and yeah. they can think about and prepare for it. Not saying that they will use it again or that's the only thing that they have, but we already know about fake punts. You know, yep. with that's like, like every single year. They did it with Notre Dame, right? Fake that's field goals. Like, it's a, it's almost guarantee. I'll tell you, Michigan fans, it's gonna happen, a hundred percent. They're gonna do a trick play if they're behind or something to get the momentum back to their side. This is what Michigan State does, and Coach D'Antonio does it. He wants he's gonna get an edge. How's he gonna get an edge? Is if momentum's swinging so far in Michigan's uh, side. D'Antonio will pull out a trick play, and if it does anything to, you know, take the the wind out of our sails, he'll do it. And has he been successful? Yeah, he has. There's some that he hasn't, but there's a lot of them that he has. 
that's why I'm hoping Michigan's ready for that. I think they are. They mentioned that. I think Harbaugh's fully aware and, and Don Brown's fully aware that uh, um, Coach D'Antonio does that. And you're going to see that on Saturday. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. I, I, we're going to talk about that later. I've, I've got other things to say with that. So, man, dude, we are already like, we're already going for a while. Shoot, we yeah. still got stuff I mean, to do. You worry about, I mean, you worry about because Michigan uses that man-to-man defense uh, throughout the game. Do you worry about the, you know, Felton, the rookie to Felton, and they're going to test that? Oh, yeah, they'll test it. They'll have some success and everything. But Michigan's not a team that's known for huge plays. Um, Michigan State is more uh, is known for that more than they are, if I'm not mistaken. Um, right. So, yeah, no, I'm not really too concerned about – I mean, I do – that might be one of their bigger successes is uh, – well, no, no, I'm sorry. I apologize for that. They'll have some success with it, but I don't think that's going to be the biggest. Um, I think Michigan will do well to contain Lewerke too because uh, he scrambles around a little bit. I mean, he's not – I don't know if, if he's labeled a mobile quarterback, but he does – uh, move around quite a bit. So I think they'll do well to contain him. I hope that they don't like open up the middle like they did against Notre Dame to let him run. But um, yeah. Um, yeah. And you're right. And that's the thing. I think Michigan, we, we talked about what is Michigan's record when uh, Higdon goes over hundred yards, isn't he? Aren't we? I think our one loss comes from when Higdon doesn't get a hundred yards. <laughs> that was um, Notre Dame. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I think uh, – That's where I think the key is. I think Higdon needs to get 100 yards for us to win this game. If we can't run the ball very well, I think it's that. then I think Michigan's going to be in trouble. But I think we've seen Michigan come out in the second half, start throwing the ball, airing the ball out a little bit more, and that starts pulling the secondary and the defensive line out, and then you started seeing the running. You saw that against Wisconsin is – Remember how Wisconsin was so ready for Higdon? They shut him down. They could not – man, I don't think we could get two yards on running plays. And then the second half, he, he had big chunks of yardage running the ball. And I think that's what Michigan wants. I think they were gonna tr- they're going to try to do in the beginning. Um, maybe they all air it out. You know, I, I wouldn't put, put a past Harbaugh to come out with something you knew in the, in the first half. You know, maybe – and but – Maybe Harbaugh knows something we don't, and of course he does. Maybe he's pulling the whole, we keep this game close in the first half and we wear him out like he has all the other teams. He wore out Wisconsin. I could tell in the second half that Wisconsin's defense was just playing out tired, <laughs> and they could not they could not tackle, and Higdon was just breaking arm tackles left and right. So I'm wondering if Harbaugh knows that about Michigan State, that they can't keep up with this offensive line and our offense so yeah no yeah i agree that the rushing will be uh an important part and i think if i'm not mistaken that like something around like nine out of the last 10 time uh times a team has won they've won the they've had more rushing yards than the other team um right. i know that from previous years when we've talked about this rushing has been a big part of it a big right. factor uh, and usually the team that has more rushing yards win this wins this game. So, yeah. Um, real quick then, um, and, and brief answers here. 
uh, greatest strength for Michigan, greatest weakness. Um, I'll go first real quick. Greatest okay. strength, I would say, for Michigan, I think is going to be – I mean, we've already talked about it. It's uh, They're ranked number one in it, passing, passing defense. I mean, yeah. I think that um, Felton Davis is still going to, you know, do some stuff maybe. Not not a ton, but uh, I think that the Michigan passing defense will still be great. I think they'll be able to get uh, maybe a force uh, interception and uh, things like that. I think that's going to be one of their greatest strengths. Um, area to be concerned with, um, not, I feel like I'm going the easy route, but I want to say it and everything is rushing, uh, Michigan rushing and everything. Because we just talked about the team that usually rushes for the most offense, uh, for the most yards wins the game. And so I think that that is, uh, not uh, kind of like I'm saying one of the biggest area of concerns, you know? Uh, I don't know if it necessarily has to be said that Hayden has to get 100 yards, but we have to have good success on the ground to keep a balanced attack and everything. So, no, that's those are good points. Uh, I will say, you know, Michigan's strength in this is in this game is probably going to be. Um, I'm talking about Shea Patterson. I think their greatest strength strength will be him and and getting those yards and things like that and passing the ball, clean, good passes. Um, he rarely turns the ball over. Um, uh, I think that's going to be our greatest strength because Michigan State's defense just isn't very good at stopping the pass. Uh, I think it'll come down to Shea. That falls in the Shea category of if you, he can do that, we can win this game easily. Um What's our, our the weakness I worry about? Um, that was a good point you brought up about our rushing game. If they can keep Higdon below 100 yards, uh, that concerns me. Um, what I worry about with Michigan's um, Michigan's weakness has been what you brought up was at times you know they get a little bit panicky or they you know make mistakes or. They get frustrated at times, um, like they did. Like you talk talk about that South Carolina game with Peters. It seems like, yeah, we we're down by four four points, but man, we had a chance to win that game, and they seemed to like to fall apart, like we were going to lose. And I'm like, no, we had a chance to win that game, and you didn't. Those are the kinds of things I'm talking about. Is you, you know, do they have the fortitude to sit there and say, hey, you know what, this game's close, but let's 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 take this. Let's win this game. We're confident we can win this game, and let's not overreact and let's not um, fall apart here. And Michigan, at times last year and years before that, have you know the botch punt things like that. Things they're just quirky. I worry about um, not turning the ball over and things like that. But uh, um, but Michigan's strength, I think, is the the legs of Shea Patterson and his throwing ability on the run and able to actually stay in the pocket and throw. I want to see Shea staying in the pocket sometimes and throw a really good, pretty ball. Um, and I think that'll kind of throw Michigan State off a bit. No, and I think he will. And actually, I like you bringing that up because uh, that reminds me of something. And I do agree that Shea is one of the, the biggest strengths for Michigan, and I think anybody would really say that. But uh, something that I want to add to it is um, – he, when you were talking about players getting fired up on the sidelines and everything and really into it, uh, he seems to be one that would 
will do that. I've not really yeah. watched him on the sideline a whole lot. Um, right. I feel like I should, especially with that Wisconsin game. Um, but I have not watched the how things go on the sideline a lot. But I mm-hmm. feel like he's like that. I mean, you can tell in the game that he gets like that um, yeah. on the field well, and things like that, which is great, you know, yep. getting more intense and into it. But he's a leader, and he's confident, and he's competitive, and you're just kind of like, oh, well, you're, you're a college football player, and uh, you should be competitive. But look at it compared to, and it's this is going to, you know, come across negative, but I'm not here saying this to throw somebody under the bus necessarily, but to make the direct comparison between Shea Patterson this year and the quarterbacks that we had last year, which is great to be able to use the example of the documentary from last year. Because if you remember when something would happen in the game, uh, they'd get on the phone, they'd be talking with um, Pep Hamilton, yeah. And, you know, he'd be talking him through it. And I'm sure that still goes on with Shea Patterson and everything. But I think the biggest thing that I always noticed was when something would go positive for Michigan. And it seemed like most of the time they were behind and they were making a slow offensive start, which was the story last year. Um, he uh, And quite often he would be talking with Spate and he would say, you know, talk to this player tell him this, you know, communicate and this stuff. And so then Spate would be instructed to, you know, talk to a player and do this stuff. I think Shea Patterson just knows it. Like I said, I haven't watched it, but he comes across as one of those players that just knows it, understands it, comes off the field, talks to the player, you know, gets pumped up, gets them pumped up. Yeah. You know, they stay excited. They stay focused. They stay in the game. And, no offense, but I mean, this is really how I took it and how I'm going to interpret it. Then you look at John O'Corn. He was better at doing that, and I think he initiated it and did it better himself. But honestly, it came off flat. Yeah. So yeah. flat. And it's right. just like, I yeah, it just, uh, Spate was like he was reading a script, and then John O'Corn was like he was forcing it. Right. And then you want genuine. You want your quarterback just going to say, we're going to win this. Yeah. You know, you're going to win this for us. You know, yeah. you're going to be part of that, big part of that, us coming back and winning it. And that's what you need out of a leader. You need somebody who's going to come up. I mean, Winovich and Shea all have that quality about him I love. Um, like I said, we went through the whole thing about Michigan, how they can win. And it's the only, this is the only thing I'll ever bring up on why if Michigan will lose this game, is preparation. Is the coaching staff, Harbaugh, and the players and everybody ready? Are they prepared to beat Michigan State? Are they going to have that same fire as Michigan State does? And it's all preparation. Um, I, To me, Michigan could easily, I thought, beat Notre Dame if they are prepared for them. And I don't think they were. And I think you made a, a great point as to why we lost to them. Um, I don't think we were prepared to beat them or prepared to play that particular team. That's what we need to do with Michigan State. So I think they are. I'm really confident they are. But that'd be the only reason we'd lose. I mean, yeah, no, I agree. I'm I'm confident. I'm comfortable too. So, um, okay, all right, we gotta keep moving because we're pretty much at time right now. So we're gonna have to get through our the rest of our stuff here. So, um, okay, the rest of the. Uh, yeah, let's do the r- 
No, let's do locker or dump it. I always forget if we do locker or dump it or go through the Big Ten games for the weekend, but let's do locker or dump it here first. Um, okay. And get ready for that fun part. Um, I, I totally, like, did these on the fly, so prepare to be amazed, okay? <laughs> nice. All right, okay, here we go. So the first locker or dump it, uh, Michigan will rush for more yards than Michigan State. Oh, I'd say lock it. Okay, so even going against the number one rushing defense, yeah, we're gonna say that Michigan is uh, going to get more rushing yards. I'm gonna lock that too. Uh, I I think that will be the case. I think that I will be a uh, big part in them winning. I mean, I'm gonna predict that they're gonna win. So there we go. I gave that away. Oh no. Um. Anyways. Next locker dump it. Um, three here. Here you go. Okay, here, things are going to get interesting here. Three or more Michigan players will throw passes on Saturday. Ooh, I see what you're doing here. Mm, you know, yeah, you see what I'm doing here. I see what you're doing here. You're thinking McCaffrey will have a little bit of playing time. Oh. <laughs> uh, hmm. That's where I'm thinking, and you know, we're all about it can get tricky. I'm gonna lock that. Ooh, there it is. Get that lock in. I'm, yeah, it's it's right there because if 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 I did two, everybody would be like, oh, you know, that's easy. But then you say three, and it's like, okay, Perry's throwing a pass. McCaffrey's been in games, and he's he's played. They even put Milton in the game last week, so. Uh, I I I really think that they're gonna get kind of flashy with it and everything because I think that Michigan is going to, uh, I I think this is gonna be a good game for Michigan and even if they don't need it I think they're gonna I I think that this might be one where it's just like screw it you know like just crush them uh, if they have the opportunity so I'm gonna lock that too. Okay. <laughs> um. Uh, last one. Michigan State will do an onside kick. Oh, I'll say no, dump that. Oh, okay. All right. Interesting. All right. Well, I am going to lock that. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, yeah. I, I was like ready for it. I was like, I'm I'm locking that because I, I could totally see it, you know, either. I, I could t- totally see it if they get the ball, uh, if they kick off at the beginning uh, of the game or at halftime, could totally see it. Totally see it. Like it just seems like he. They always do fake punts. Um, they always do fake field goals and things like that. But the fake or the onside kick, you don't see that much. So right. I think right. I feel like D'Antoni is going to be like, "Oh, this is a thing they haven't seen yet." Ta-da! So right. I, I'm really hoping that Michigan has that on their mind. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna lock that. I think they're gonna do it at some point. Um, just. And I'm really hoping, fingers crossed, that it's like a desperation thing. Yeah, I see more of like a fake punt or a fake field goal kind of thing yeah. by Antonio. That's what I see. Yeah. Well, so, hey, uh, to, to do a kickoff, it's either you, everybody does at least one kickoff. But to do more than one kickoff, you have to score some points. So It's true. true. But, of course, I'm not coming out here and saying what my score prediction is yet, but. Okay. All right. Um, what? I don't even know what that's from. 
Yeah. All right. Well, now to keep moving along and everything, we need to go through the other Big Ten games coming up for this week. So that means cue the music. Okay. Let's make this quick and sweet. Maryland is going on the road to 19 Iowa, where Iowa is a nine-point favorite. That's a noon game. Uh, other noon games, Northwestern is going to Rutgers as the 20-and-a-half-point favorite. Illinois is venturing into Madison, Wisconsin to face off against 23 Wisconsin. Uh, the Badgers are a 25-point favorite. On to 330 games, uh, 18 Penn State is going on the road to Indiana. They are a 14-and-a-half-point favorite over the Hoosiers. The winless teams in the Big Ten, well, wow. Ruck- Rutgers is included, but two winless teams in the Big Ten, will, one of them will walk away with a win as Minnesota goes to Nebraska, where Nebraska is actually favored by three-and-a-half points. That also is a 330 uh, game. And then the night game is number two, Ohio State, as 13-point favorites on the road at Purdue. So, Craig, what do you want to pitch as your lock game against the spread? Lock game, I think it's going to be Penn State against Indiana. I think Penn State's going to be pretty pissed off. It's pretty good. So, Okay, so covering 14 and a half points? Yep. Okay. All right, I'm glad you didn't take the one I wanted. I'm going to, because uh, we're kind of venturing on the same way, I'm going to say that Wisconsin is going to cover against Illinois um, with the 25 points. I know it's a lot, but it's at uh, Wisconsin. They're obviously not happy with how things resulted, and Illinois has not exactly done well, and it's a home game for them, so that's – that's why I'm locking. I'm I'm locking that up. So, whoa, whoop, sorry, some still sound going there. Okay, all right. So then that just leaves for us to do our score predictions. Mm-hmm. So now I know what happened last time. I know I let you go first because yeah. you stole my score. <laughs> um, Not this time. Not this time. Not so fast. Right. Not so fast. So I'm going to cue up that music. Where'd it go? There we go. This one. Gotta get the right one. Okay. All right. uh, Coming in comfortable here. I'm leaning back in my chair because I'm comfortable here with Michigan walking into East Lansing this weekend. I'm pretty confident. Sure, I've got the other stuff in the back of my mind, but you know what? It's a different... There's so many things about this year that makes it different. Even with the rough start with Notre Dame, we've seen what Shea Patterson has done. We've seen the wide receiving core advance well, even with the Tariq Black uh, injury. We've seen the defense stand strong, even with losing Rashawn Gary uh, out for an undisclosed period of time. Offensive line is amazing now. And Karan Higdon is a workhorse. I think that Michigan is going to go in. And I think that this might be the game that Michigan comes out fast and strong. I think they can go in and that they can score uh, on their first possession. 
and uh, keep it rolling. Not saying that they're going to like score in every possession, but I think that they're go- they are going to score on their first possession and that they're going to do well. Now, that's not to say that Michigan State's not going to put points up on the board. That's not going to be close and that's not going to be interesting. I do think that Michigan State will get more points later on in the game um, to make it look like it was a closer game than it was. But my final score and uh, for this game is going to be 34 to 20. Wow. Yeah. That's so yeah. All right. So now, now it's not a hot take, but one thing I'll add is I think the tight ends will come in big this week again for Michigan as they've been solid for, right. for Michigan this season. So Craig, take it away. Yeah. All right. Like I said, this is one of the, this is the biggest, this is might be, is it career defining? Yeah, I would say so. Is this uh will Jim Harbaugh lose his job? No, but Will Michigan fans be on the hot seat for him? Possibly. So this is a really a make and break sometimes game for Harbaugh, um, just based on rivalry and how he is going to be against Coach D'Antonio. But like you said, they got some good points. We have better tight ends. We have a pretty good receiving core. Uh, we got Shea Patterson. We have a better offensive line. That seems to be blocking great, better than it has. In the beginning, on the uh, on the passing game, which is key to why Higdon's running so well. If you can get Higdon over 100 yards rushing, Michigan has this game. The only place I worry about is is Nordine. Nordine has been very he's the 500 pound uh, elephant in the room. Where you're like he's missed key uh, field goals in the Wisconsin game and at a bad time. The season where the meat of the schedule happens. From that team, you got to get your field goals. You got to be consistent. This is where it matters. I worry about that part, but I think Michigan wins this game. Uh, uh, like how you said, I think they wear out the Spartans, and I think they win uh, 31-24. All right, 31-24. So yeah, pretty close. Yeah. Let me get that in here. 31-24. Yeah. All right. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, so it'll be uh it'll be interesting and everything. Reiterate, I hope it doesn't come down to a field goal. Nordine, let's settle down, settle that foot down, let's keep calm and let's get these field goals, man. It matters. Yes, and I know uh, if you notice uh with my score being thirty four, that's uh Yeah. My terrible math. That's uh, two field goals. Thrown. Well, yeah. most most likely, as long as like extra points aren't lost and well, things like that. They, well, you got Michigan State. Their their uh, kicker has not missed all year, and Nordine has missed, I think, four or five. So yeah. Like well, that. I had 20, 20, so that would be two field goals again, as long as extra points aren't missed. But who knows? Right. Michigan State going for their two point conversions and. Things yeah. of that nature. So we'll, yeah. we'll see how that rolls out. All right. Um, ew, yuck. Uh, looking at the weather for Saturday does not look very good. Oh man. And see, and I—that's where the, you know you're talking about the ball. The ball pops out. You know, fumble on the ground, things like that. <sighs> yeah. Hold on. Let me see if I can find. 
Does it do a supposedly breakdown? No. It just says 70% chance of precipitation for that day. But it doesn't say exactly. Uh, it says showers developing later in the day. So who knows? Hopefully, potentially, that would be after the game. So, but, hey. Yeah. It'll get here before you know it, so. Yeah. Let's do this. It's fun. It's rivalry game. It's a big game. I think uh, people are saying that's like one of the best matchups. I haven't really looked at the other matchups for this week. People are saying that's one of the best matchups in uh, college football for the weekend. Yeah, there are some other ranked match, uh, ranked games and everything, but a lot of people are kind of watching this one, first of all, because Michigan's doing well, but also because it's, you know, well, here's a very quick question before we go, but uh, for you is, you know, where do you, <laughs> let's say, you know, hypothetically, I'm not even going to say, but, you know, what if Michigan Michigan does lose, you know, by a fluke play or something does, you know, what do you see? You, I know, obviously, he, Harbaugh is not going to be on the hot seat when it comes to Michigan, but... Well, you see Michigan fans, man. You know all hell's going to break loose. You know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so. East Lansing will burn to the ground. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it all depends on how it happens. Yeah. Um, I, I and, and, of course, it, w- it should uh, kind of come down to and the thought of Michigan should have never been in that place anyways to be able to lose a game in, uh, due to weird circumstances. They should have. They, I mean, at this point, with the team that they have, the personnel that they have, they should not. It should not be that close where one dumb thing can turn it upside down. Right. Right. Um. So then it's just kind of like, was the play calling absolutely atrocious? I know play calling has been questionable in kind of every game. I mean, there are always some play play calls where you're kind of scratching your head. But honestly, I mean, now compared to where it was at the beginning of the season, it looks a lot better. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if it's just a thing where the players just absolutely botch it, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, you can prepare a team and everything. But at the yeah. end of the day, they're the ones on the field. So if they can't execute it, I mean, kind of like, and I'm not saying that this is the only reason for the Ohio State game last year, but the Ohio State game last year, Michigan – the game plan for that game was outstanding. Right. But then Michigan could not execute some of it, which was to be anticipated because we knew what our strength and strengths weaknesses were last year. And John O'Corn did so much of what he needed to do, but then he fell flat on his face and there were some things that he just was not doing that he needed to. And that, and not saying that the game began and ended with him, but you know, a lot of it, uh, the hopes and everything at the end, yeah, did live and die by his performance. So, well, yeah, this team should be coming in hungry, Michigan, because there's a lot of hype with them. There's a they control their own destiny, which has not been with Michigan for a lot for a while. I mean, we really control our own destiny when it comes to the Big Ten, um, and. They should really look at that and be exciting. Going, let's 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 curb stomp Sparty and let's move on to the next. Let's get them. You know what I mean? Focus on this team in front of us and just not only beat them, but beat them good. And that's what Michigan needs to do: is start getting that fire in your belly, man. So um, I'm gonna be fired up. 
and I hope they are. I mean, I really do. And I, I got a feeling they are. So I think this is, you know, a different team. I think it's got a different mindset. Uh, certainly feels that way. You know what I mean? In your gut. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be a good game. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So, uh, well, uh, things are winding down for us. Things are winding down for the week. It's getting closer to the weekend. Tomorrow's Thursday. Looking forward to that for sure. So, hope that uh, you guys have had a good week and that the weekend gets here quick. You guys enjoy the game. If you guys are traveling, as always, drive safe. If you're in East Lansing with the game, be safe. Watch your back. Don't trust those Sparties. <laughs> um, but I hope you all have a good weekend. Enjoy the game. And as always, we'll finish off with Go Blue. Go Blue.